Hello everyone this is Bhavik Choksi here and welcome back to the refresher series Today we would be discussing index 34 which is on interim financial reporting it's a tier 2 category standard So what is an interim period an interim period is defined as a period which is shorter than a financial year it is not necessarily shorter than 12 months typically a financial year is for 12 months however in certain cases like in the year of incorporation or in the year of liquidation the financial year may be a period shorter than 12 months in certain cases when you are changing the financial year it may even be longer than 12 months so basically any period which is shorter than a financial year will be taken as an interim period now the the presentation in case of an interim period can be in the form of a complete set of financial statements like you will prepare the complete detailed balance sheet profit and loss and notes or more importantly an option is given to show even the condensed financial statements whereby you will give just the headings and subheadings and you don't need to give the detailed notes and schedules for each and every item along with this you can also give selected explanatory notes and you do not need to give the detailed notes as are there in the annual financial statements most of the companies given a choice will take the condensed financial statements for their interim reports uh, it is important to note that such a choice is not available in case of annual financial reporting where complete financial statements only need to be prepared the most important part of this standard is the accounting element on how will you account for the incomes and expenses during the interim period typically incomes and expenses should be recorded based on accrual concept that is recognized incomes as and when they are earned and recognized expenses as and when they are incurred which is also called as a discrete approach that is if an expense is incurred in a quarter it should be recognized in that quarter irrespective of the subsequent quarters so in this approach you will treat a year a quarter as a financial year so for example if you are incurring certain expenses or if you have sold an asset and earned gains on the sale you would recognize it in that quarter irrespective of what is happening in the subsequent or the earlier quarters the only exception to this rule is income tax now income tax you follow something called as a integral approach where you look at the entire year as as Uh, a single period and considering that you will recognize income tax expense various steps can be used uh, for that uh, to start with you will need to calculate the weighted average tax rate and the weighted average tax rate mm-hmm. is to be calculated as the annual weighted average tax rate based on the annual tax expense in the numerator and the annual accounting income in the denominator into 100 the annual tax expense is calculated based on the taxable profit into the tax rate prevalent so the taxable profit will consider the carry forward losses and all the adjustments as per income tax however when you look at the accounting income accounting income will be the actual income recorded in the profit and loss account in the books of accounts and hence uh, it will not consider any carry forward losses etc of the previous years so this weighted average tax rate is to be applied to income earned in each of the quarters so this is particularly helpful in cases where there are slab rates so for example if there's an individual and that individual earns 250000 of income in the first quarter uh, if we follow the discrete approach one would say that well since we are earning 250 it is within the basic exemption limit and hence no tax arises in the first quarter whereas there will be tax in the second third and fourth quarter which is fundamentally wrong because taxes are levied on income 
of the entire year and not just for each quarter and hence each quarter's profits contributes to income earned in the year and hence expenses should also be recognized in each quarter and hence these expenses will be recognized based on the weighted average tax rate certain special cases also that you need to apply this weighted average tax rate concept is in case there are multiple categories of incomes like capital gains and regular income which are taxed at different rates in which case you will calculate separate weighted average tax rates for capital gains and separate weighted average tax rates for other categories of incomes and apply those respective tax rates to the respective income similar adjustment can also happen in case your company's financial year is different from the tax year so for example the tax year is first april to 31st march whereas the company's financial year is first october to 30th september then the company's financial year overlaps two tax periods in which case you will have two separate watrs weighted average tax rates for two tax periods so from first october to 31st march you will have the tax rate based on the first uh, first year's tax rate whereas from 1st april of the next year to 30th september you will have the second year's tax rate so this section requires some practice and you should uh, refer that properly it is fairly important uh, the last two or three points uh, which need uh, some kind of mention over here would be uh, if there's a change in accounting policy even in case of a interim period reporting you will do a retrospective adjustment in india listed companies which are preparing financials as per clause uh, as per clause 41 of the listing agreement will have the financial statements in a format which is prescribed by clause 41 of the listing agreement and hence the presentation rules of condensed and complete financial statements don't apply to the listed companies preparing quarterly reports however they will apply to the to these listed companies when they are trying to measure their income tax expense or their regular incomes and expenses uh, using the discrete and integral view. Uh, the standard also mentions that in case you are preparing the standalone interim report, uh, it is optional as long as you are preparing the consolidated interim report. So consolidated interim report is mandatory, standalone is optional. I hope this video, uh, this uh, audio has been helpful. Thank you very much and have a good day.